Hello, everyone. You're here with Maureen Siddiqui and Alexis Lenahan. Welcome back for another episode of The Unleashed Leader, where we talk about all things leadership and how to break free from what is holding you back so you can truly become limitless. And listen, this episode may have originally aired live to Facebook. So if you want to watch the actual video, be sure you click on the show notes in the description and you can access the link to the video on YouTube. I'm Maureen Siddiqui. I'm the CEO of Goal Set Coach. And with me today, again, is Alexis. We host the Corner Chats together. She is the COO of Goal Set Coach. And why don't we get started on what it means to be effective leadership? I think there's a lot of talk around being an effective leader. And I think this has been a conversation that's been going on for so long in the corporate environment. But I think a lot of things have shifted this year. And I think there's a good reason for having this conversation again today, because for a lot of companies, you may have been completely sort of like brick and mortar going into the office every single day. And now that looks very different for you. So what as a leader should you be focusing on now? And one of the things that I think is really important, and I know I've said this before, and I'll continue to say it, but it's that real focus and being really proactive in your emotional intelligence and connecting with your team. And when you're working in an office and you're seeing your team every single day, You get to know each other on a very personal level and you can kind of tell if somebody's having an off day, they're just kind of off their game or if they're upset or something's bothering them. You can tell by that body language and just that general energy in the space. Digitally, this is a lot harder, right? But that doesn't mean people still aren't having bad days, that things still aren't kind of throwing them off their game. So you really now more than ever have to be proactive as a leader in reaching out and connecting with your people, connecting with your team, doing those check-ins and saying, you know what, like, how are you doing today? If you notice they're off the chats, if you have an IM system or something like that, you notice that they're really quiet today. A quick, you know, private message being like, hey, just checking in, everything okay. I think that's so important because people are dealing with a lot and this isn't anything new. This isn't anything that just 2020 has brought on. I think 2020 has just brought on even more things to kind of more wrenches in our plan, so to speak. So really checking in. And then the other side of this for me is also sharing how you're doing, right? Again, if you're in the office and you're having a bad day and you're the leader, you're the manager, your team kind of knows and maybe gives you that space. You know, we've all kind of had that boss where you see them walk by and you're like, "Mm, I'm not going to ask for that favor today. (laughs) But as a team member, as employees or as staff, like we don't know that about you either. So maybe sharing that, whether you have a call. And again, I'm not thing to overshare or go into any of your maybe personal problems. There's it's still, you know, a professional environment, but sharing when you're having an off week or sharing when something has really thrown you for a loop and just saying, look guys, today this happened and it's really shaken me. So, and just letting them know that you're human and making that connection. I love what you've brought up there, Alexis, because I would almost call that being an empathetic leader, Mm -hmm. like really being connected empathetically, understanding What most people, if you really want to get effective in the way that you're leading your team or even just your family members around you, just know that people want to be validated. They've got feelings, they've got things that's going on in their lives and just having to be able to have that space for them to discuss it and not be judged by it and just be validated. Yeah, you're dealing with a lot. And giving them support as a leader. Like, is there something that we can do to help you through this time? 
Or did you need to talk to someone? Or, hey, why don't we bring in another team member to help you during this time so that we can take some of that load off of you, but still be effective as a team? That's what a team does, right? We are always being able to step in from the other side. But yeah, so what I was saying is like, you know, just being empathetic for that. And then also with your own leaders, if you are reporting to a leader, being empathetic to the fact that they also are human beings and they could have things going on and being able to step up and asking them how you can support them as well. It's really important that when you're constructing your empire or your team members, if you're a small to medium-sized business and you want to create that, making sure that you're not just making about all of the eccentric goals, but also talking about how does this work as a group, as a team? So it looks like it feels more like a family. That's where you gain more respect when you're more empathetic. It becomes, res- it, beca- it starts, I, I can't say the word. Can you say the word to me? The res- reciprocity, reciprocal. I can, you give a little, you give a little, and everybody's there to help one another, another. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. That's a key to effective leadership. And this brings me to another kind of idea that I had about psychological safety. And that may be a term that you've heard before, maybe not. But this is something that I was very aware of, and I am very aware of as a leader in creating that environment where somebody feels safe to say they made a mistake, say that they don't know what they're doing, to say that they're overwhelmed. So many business environments really don't sort of cater to sharing failures, sharing mistakes, and being okay with that. I know so many people, clients, friends, family, who have said, oh my gosh, I could never tell my boss that because they'd lose it. And that like, that literally like hurts my soul to hear because a great effective leader holds that space for the team members to say, I put up my hand, I've made a mistake, or I'm not sure I'm overwhelmed by everything that's going on, or I kind of lost direction. Can you help me get back on track? And I think that is a really, really important key. Again, especially now with so much disruption this year, being able to create that space and not just in your head be like, well, I guess I'd be okay if somebody made a mistake, but actually maybe even sharing your own, right? Like, guys, I really screwed up this week. This is what happened. This is the lesson that I learned. And this is how we're going to fix it. This is how I'm going to fix it. This is how I'm going to take responsibility. And by showing your team that, hey, we all make mistakes, but this is how you approach the problem. That's always been something that has been really key for me that I've really respected leaders that did that, that shared their mistakes, but also didn't flip out when a mistake happened or when somebody, you know, didn't show up the way they were supposed to. Thank you for pointing that out, Alexis, because we all get wrapped up in always trying to look good. It's that perfectionist. As leaders, we feel like if we fail, then we fail the entire team. Really, we tend to hold everything on our shoulders. And we're not, we're almost afraid. It's that imposter syndrome that comes in. We're almost afraid for people to find out that we make mistakes too, that we're afraid too, or we don't know what's going on either. So it's really, what I would refer that to is being really authentic being really authentic with yourself, with the team. And what you'll find is that when you start to show a little bit, you're being authentic and show get a little bit vulnerable, 
others start to have that more empathetic way of receiving you. They have more respect for you. And they're like, if you needed help with that, let us know. We would have been able to step up. No problem. Next time, if you need me to look that over, I'll look it over. I have someone on my team who's like meticulous. She can find every single detail. I'll send something out and she'll say, I'm so sorry, but your report is wrong and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm so glad that you pointed that out. And from now on, I would like for you to review it. I'm such a visionary person. I see the big picture and I get it out. Like, let's get it out. And I lose the details at times. And I've learned to recognize that in my leadership skills. So now as a leader, what you want to start doing is surrounding yourself with those key members of your team that can help you be successful. So we just want to make sure that you're really good at the vision and getting the big picture together. Then you want to make sure that there's someone on your team that can have your back on the details. If you're good at the details, but you get kind of direction that you're going, you want to make sure that somebody's keeping you accountable on making sure that you're working towards the right goal. So leverage your team to fill in the gaps where you may have and be completely honest with them that I'm looking for somebody that can help me with this. It's a great, great topic. Awesome. Yeah. Another area that I think deserves a little bit of time is building resiliency and adaptability as a leader. I think this is another essential part of being effective in a leadership position Because resiliency is just the ability to sort of bounce back after a challenge. But I think now what I've kind of taken from the last year and and so many different sort of terms of events is to, again, be proactive in building your resiliency, in being able to adapt or pivot quickly. And for me, what this looks like is asking those questions and having those conversations about if the systems go down what do we do, right? In the event that this happens, how are we going to handle it? And I'm not saying dwell on things that haven't happened already, but I think there is some real strength in having those conversations, especially when you hear yourself saying, oh, like this is amazing, or this is a lifesaver. And all of a sudden you get a new system, a new bit of technology, and then it fails you. (laughs) What is that backup plan? And how are you going to deal with it? Because look, we don't know what's going to happen next in life in general. Things are constantly changing and shifting. And now we've had a really big shift on a global level in business. Who knows in another two months or six months or a year from now, how things are going to change again. So being able to have those conversations with your team and saying, okay, this is great. I love this system. What's our backup plan? What do we do if this one person has all the passwords or this one person is the only one that knows the system. What if something happens to that person? You never know. So kind of revisiting that and maybe revisiting it every quarter and just saying, okay, things are awesome, but let's look at those hypotheticals and see how we might handle a disruption or a big change. This is great because it's always great to have a backup to the backup plan. And what in my role what I've always made sure is with my team members is that anything that I know that I need to make sure that my team members know, because let me tell you, you may think it's great being the go-to person. It is very overwhelming. It takes over your day. People are, you know, 
I am in you. If you're finding that that's happening a lot in your day, then it's time to make sure that you are always developing your team to learn and give them the knowledge that you have so that you can continue to grow. Think about this. You got to continue to grow forward. But if you're stuck trying to deal with all of the fire drills that keep coming at you, then you don't have that space to grow. So as you learn and acquire how things need to be running within the knowledge that you have, you want to make sure that you're passing that along with your team members. Because as people are coming to you, you can say, hey, great, I can send you to so-and-so, they can help you. I can send you here because they can help you so that you're not having to help. Or, you know, in the future, this is your expert person to go to. If, you know, if I'm not available, make sure that you can go there. And see, like, just like today, it's, you know, it's 2020. We don't know what's going to happen. Backup plan. I'll tell you today, I've had a very off day. Came in, my camera wasn't working. All the things were happening. I said, backup plan is we're going to have to get on live on our phone, Alexis. And then now look, I didn't have time to look over all of the notes. I said, no, you lead the conversation. I'll come in and we'll speak to it. I said, I didn't have time to go over everything because my day just exploded on in front of me. So we made it work. And look, Alexis keeps bouncing off the stream hard on the live today, but we just keep moving with it. That's what leaders do. They don't let, oh my God, I got to hang up. I got to, I got to stop the live because Alexis isn't here or my camera's not showing. As leaders, you learn to roll with it. Now, Alexis, a question came in from Danny. She's saying, can you talk just a brief moment um, how I can tell if I've been an effective leader and some of us may not be aware we think we are doing the right thing? So this is a phenomenal question because how do you know if you're being effective? And you know how you know is you check in, you ask. You also look at, am I having to do all the things? If I'm, Am I having always to follow up? Are things not showing up on time? What is it that may be happening? Maybe it's not being communicated clearly. Sometimes I'm not always the best communicator when I have these long-term visions or whatever, and I'm trying to get there. So I need to make sure one or two people on my team have a full understanding where we're going so that they can help communicate it, right? And I always check in. I was like, so what worked when we implemented this project? team, what did you think? Did it work? It was, did the timeline work for you? Did the communication work for you? I had expectations for this to happen, but it didn't happen. Were you aware of that? Did I communicate it? Check in with your team. They will tell you. <laughs> oh, they will tell you. They will call you out and tell you what they expect from you as a leader. And that's the best way I know for you to figure out if you are an effective leader or not. Do you have anything to add to that, Alexis? Yeah, I was, that same thought came to me. Ask your people, ask your people how you're doing and don't be afraid of the feedback. Look at it always as a learning opportunity. And it can be harsh sometimes to hear things, but I actually love, like I love anonymous surveys. I'm a college prof as well. And so many times teachers, uh, you know, my colleagues, faculty, they're like, oh, I hate the reviews annual, you know, because the students do the surveys. But you know what? I actually love it. And when I see a whole bunch of, no, Lexus is great, la, 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 which is nice. Don't get me wrong. But I actually genuinely appreciate when someone says, sometimes you speak so fast, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> like, I can't follow along. That is so valuable to me. 
because then that's an easy, quick, for, like that's a quick fix for me. So checking in, and I think another way that you know is if you ask for feedback and everyone just tells you you're doing an amazing job and nobody wants to speak up, that could be a hint you're not as effective, <laughs> effective as you may want to be because you've not created that, potentially, you've not created that environment where they're comfortable in giving you the feedback. But this is one of those times where you have to put like your mission and your vision over your ego. And it's a tough pill to swallow, especially if you've been in a leadership role where you kind of like looked out from the corner office and now you never really had a ton of interaction. And now you're having pivot, you're having to check in and you're building these relationships, maybe from the start, right? Those more personal ones. But it is so key to be able to get that feedback from the people that you're leading. That is the best way to do it. And paying attention to how they're responding, right? Like I said, it's always nice to hear compliments, but if you don't get at least one constructive, not even criticism, one constructive feedback saying, whatever it is, this would be what I would love to see from you, or this is what's kind of not working for me. Because as a leader, I also understand that everyone has a different learning style. Everyone has a different personality. So not everybody is going to love everything I'm doing all the time. So I take that with a grain of salt and I say, okay, you know what? Maureen shared with me that I was speaking too fast. Sammy shared with me that sometimes my slides aren't really clear and I click through them too fast. So other people say, no, your pacing's right on time. So you got to find a middle path, but that's what I sort of take. And that's how I'm able to take that criticism and not take it to heart, not take it personally, but take it as feedback for me to learn from. This is just one of those, those things that this is a constant conversation for leaders to be having. How effective am I being? Because as, as times change, the strategy must change. The mindset must change. And you always should be looking to be able to uh, adapt and, and add to your, your toolbox, add, add to your skill set in terms of leadership, because say, you never know what is around the corner tomorrow. That's right. And I wanted to drop in one last thing with that is that yeah. about being effective. When you are requesting your team of anything, you want to make sure that you let them know what it is that they need to do to complete. What is that satisfaction? When do they know that they've completed their um, what, you, what the request is? And you also give them a buy win. It's really, really important because if you just say, hey, I need this, 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 and this, right? Yeah. What's left with them is that they don't know how urgent it is. They don't know exactly what, what you want that need make sure that it's completed. And they may have other things on their plate. So if you letting them know, it's very considerate of you as a leader to let them know if you need it by the end of the week, or it's not urgent, next week is fine, or this one's a little urgent, need to have it by the end of the day for tomorrow's meeting. It's being very considerate, knowing that they're also very busy and have their day, their week planned out. So having that specifically laid out is really, really great for you to do. It's very effective for you to do. And if that's not happening, then that's another thing that you can check in on is that were you very clear and concise? Yes, concise in the way that you communicated. So yeah, I absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and over communicate. I think I think in today's day, like over communication is going to be essential. Because checking in, making sure they have everything they need, like Maureen said, making sure they understand what you're asking for, the deadline, the specifics, like all of that stuff 
And then two, I think creating a bit of space and asking them and trying to figure out or making sure that they have all the resources that they need to be successful, that you're a part of setting them up for success. And giving the space, because I think now we've been, so many of us have been on Zoom. Like if you looked at my calendar yesterday, it was just like Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting. By the end of them, everyone's like wanting to jump off. Like you're not even, the host isn't even wrapping, finished wrapping up and you're like, like people are dropping off left and right. But if you have your team meetings, you know, pick one where it's not overly long and then ask, you know, does anybody have questions? And just because nobody answers in the first three seconds, doesn't mean you say, all right, guys, see you. Like, see you next week. Give it 10 seconds, give it 20 seconds, make it awkward. Like I'm going to get that tattoo because I make, <laughs> I make it awkward all the time. Give them an extra 20, 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Let that question hang in the air because if someone's thinking something and they're like, they were going to ask, but then you were like, okay, great. See you next week. No one's going to, tr- you know, you're not going to be that kid in class that like holds up the whole class <laughs> from going to recess. So hold space, make sure and over communicate so that they know exactly what you're looking for. All right. So I think that concludes about what it means to be an effective leader. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of The Unleashed Leader with your hosts and high performance coaches, Maureen and Alexis. If you enjoyed this episode and found some inspiration, motivation, or had a great aha moment, then please share it, like it, or review it. And if you have a great comment or a burning question, we would love to hear how we can help. Don't forget to check out our webpage at goalsetcoach.com and find Goalsetcoach on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And to make it easy to find us, you can text GSC to 404-737-3299 and you will get all the links sent to your phone directly. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you at the next episode. Bye now.